Hey, Andy, did you hear that whistle? Sure did, Amos. That whistle means Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Rinso New. That's right. It means that this is Sunday and we're on the air for Rinso with Solium. Show with Lubin, Ernestine Wade, Shirley Mitchell, Johnny Lee, Jeff Alexander's Orchestra, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Yes, sir, the Amos and Andy Show, brought to you by Lever Brothers Company, makers of new Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. That's why Rinso gets your clothes whiter and brighter than new. Rinse on new. Well, Andy Brown is once again a free man. The court ruled that no marriage existed between him and Abigail Simpson. But the affair isn't over as far as the women of the neighborhood are concerned. And right now, while George Kingfish Stevens is listening, his wife Sapphire is discussing the situation on the telephone with her best friend, Clara Van Porter. Yes, Clara, Andrew Brown is a disgrace to our set. I think we women ought to snub him, and I intend to take the matter up at the next meeting of our women's club. Huh, women's club. What a bunch that is. Nothing but a snake pit with monthly dues. <laughs> Keep quiet, George. Clara, I think it's terrible, him getting out of that marriage like that. Oh, you women's are sore just because one poor fish got away, that's all. <laughs> Stop it, George. Oh, you make me sick. Clara, I... I think Andy Brown ought to be horsewhipped, and I think a man like that ought to be taken oh, out. Oh, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> the wonder you don't get a Charlie horse in that big jaw of yours. Excuse me a minute, Clara, dear. I just want to caution George about interrupting when I'm on the phone. Now, take it easy, Sapphire. Oh, my head. <laughs> now, Clara, dear, what was you saying? Oh, well, I'll call you back later. <laughs> Listen, Salvador, what's the idea of hitting me on the head? You might damage my brain doing that. <laughs> you can't damage what ain't there. Oh. <laughs> and let that be a lesson to you. Now, I feel like I'm going to get another knot up there just where the old one was beginning to heal up on me. <laughs> Look, George, while you're here, there's something else I want to talk to you about. It's about my brother, Leroy. I thought he went to South America. Uh, he did, George, and I just got some good news. Oh, that's fine. What got him, the plague or the yellow fever? What got him? <laughs> George, that ain't funny. He's down there training horses for that millionaire he works for, and they're doing so well, he said he's going to stay down there for another month. Yeah, well, I got to admit that that boy can handle horses, all right. I guess that's because he can think with them on equal basis, and I don't know. <laughs> what, 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 what are you writing us about? What do you want? Well, George, Leroy left in such a hurry, he had to leave all his clothes in his apartment. He wants you to pack his clothes in his trunk, stick them in mothballs, and store them over here in the basement of our house. Now, here's Leroy's address on this piece of paper here. Hey, wait a minute, Chad. I can't lift no heavy trunk. You know my sacred alien jack is out of joint. <laughs> put a trunk on that thing, I'll liable to snap right over and puncture my liver or something like that. George, you'll go over there and pack that trunk. Well, now, just a minute, Sapphire. Yeah, can't you never do nothing without giving me argument? Well, I ain't arguing with you. I'm just trying to explain the thing to you. Why can't you be sweet and understanding like other husbands? Well, I is sweet and understanding. You is not. You is a bum. Well, now, don't you shout at me with that big mouth of yours that you do. Come in, Kingfish, come in. Hey, well, Andy, 
Hey, really beaming, there, ain't you, boy? I guess you pretty happy getting over that mess with Abigail, huh? Happy ain't the word for it, Kingfish. I ain't felt this good since that army doctor stamped metal deficient on my draft card. <laughs> well, then, uh, like I told you over the telephone, I need a little help, and I got to do a little packing in the upper trunk for my brother-in-law, Leroy. Ain't no hurry, buddy. Yeah, you say he went down to South America, huh? Yeah, you know, Anna, sometimes I think the United States ain't too fair about international relations. Ain't, huh? Uh, South America sends us beautiful rumbles, lovely orchids, and we retaliate by sending them Leroy. <laughs> Yeah, a fellow like that could show put a kink in the good neighbor policy, all right. Oh, yeah, I tell you, the boy, uh... That's my secretary, Charmaine. Oh, uh, yeah, Charmaine. Uh, Mr. William Hiram Perkins is out here to see you and Mr. Brown. Uh, hold it a minute, Charmaine. William Hiram Perkins. And that's the fellow that was Abigail's lawyer at the trial. Yeah, he's the one to say I ought to be trampled on like a reptile. Oh, yeah, yeah, he was mean to me, too. He said he going to throw me in jail for perjury. That's what he said to me. Yeah, and after the trial, he shook his fist at me and said he was going to get even. Yeah, but wait a minute, Chanda. The trial is over. He ain't got no more juicy prudence over us. <laughs> I tell you what to do. Let's face the man here. Let, let's keep a lip up a stiff here. <laughs> Set the man in. Let's face him. Come on, you. Yeah, have him come in, Charmaine. Well, welcome, Miss Perkins. Uh, now that the trial is over, we are ready to extend the hand of friendship to our defeated opponent. You shut up! <laughs> yes, sir. I'm here to see that scoundrel Brown. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, well, he, uh, hey, it was here a minute ago. Andy, come from under that desk and shake hands with Mr. Perkins, will you? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, how you feeling, Mr. Perkins? How I'm feeling is my own affair. I came over here on business. Yes, well, what is the deal? Just this. I have a court order here to serve on Mr. Brown. It's a demand for him to return one pair of gold cufflinks that Abigail Simpson gave him as an engagement present. Now, where are they? Well, I, uh, I got them at home. Now, listen, Brown, I'll tolerate no stalling in this matter. I want you to mail me those cufflinks, and I want them mailed today. Uh, you understand? Now, just a minute, Chair, Miss Perkins. Just a minute, nothing. Stevens, you were the cause of the whole trouble between Brown and Abigail Simpson. Well, the world, I wasn't the man who married her. Look, Stevens, I know very well that you were the man behind the scenes. Why? This, this boob here doesn't have enough sense to come in out of the rain. Oh, yes, I does. I done it a lot of times. <laughs> now, listen, you two. I may have lost that case in court, but I've just been appointed to the district attorney's staff, and I promise that someday I'll catch up with you two. And if you ever so much as step out of line, you crooks will end up behind bars or my name isn't William Hiram Perkins. Well, now, you wait a minute. It so happens that we has got something to say to you. Just what do you have to say to me? Well, I... Can you think of anything, Andy? <laughs> Not me. I wish I'd have stayed under the desk. Now, don't forget those cufflinks. Yeah, so I'll go home and get them just as soon as I can. You'd better. Good day. <laughs> what imbeciles. Did you have a nice visit with the kingfish, Mr. Perkins? Mm, another one. Now, <laughs> uh, listen, miss. I forgot to give this to Mr. Stevens. Here's my home address here on this piece of paper. There'll be one. Oh, uh, apartment C, 138 West 58th Street. Yeah, the Maplewood Apartments near the Plaza Hotel. Good day. Bye. Well, now, I'll just leave this address on top of the desk here. Mr. Stevens can get it when he wants it. 
Oh, come in, Brother Anna. Did you get the gold cufflinks? Yeah, I don't mind sending them back. I ain't got much use for them. Yeah, oh, yeah, huh? Nah, you see, my dress shirt's only got one sleeve in it. <laughs> yeah, well, mail them to him tomorrow. Yeah, we got to get busy and get over to Leroy's apartment, pack up them clothes, and lug that trunk there back in my basement. Yeah, where's your brother-in-law's apartment, Kingfish? Well, I don't know, Anna. I ain't never been there. So if I give me Leroy's dress on a slip of paper, I left it out with Shaw Man so I wouldn't lose it. Let's go out and get it. Yeah, come on. Hmm. Say after five o'clock, I guess your man's gone for the day. Wonder where she put that paper with Leroy's address on. Well, here's a slip of paper with an address on top of the desk, you. Yeah, yeah, it is. Let's see where the boy lives. Yeah, Maplewood Apartment, one thirty-eight West Fifty-eighth Street. Hey, that's a ritzy neighborhood. That's right near the Plaza Hotel. Yeah, well, let's go, Anna. Maybe a little lifting, but I guess I ought not to complain. Yeah, you know, it's going to be a pleasure for me and you to do something for a change that ain't going to get us in no trouble. I mean... Well, Andy, here's Leroy's apartment here, apartment C. Yeah, well, open up the door and let's get in and pack up your brother-in-law's suit. Yeah, yeah. Uh-oh. Oh, me. The door is locked and Sapphire forgot to give me the key. Oh, yeah. Now we got to go all the way back on the bus. I done used the last two slugs coming up here. <laughs> hey, wait a minute, Kingfish, wait a minute. Look, there's a door that lead out to the fire escape here. Maybe we can get in through a window. Yeah, well, let's check the thing here. Let's go to... Yeah, yeah, here we go. Here's the window right here, leading right into Leroy's place. Yeah, we'll open up. Uh-oh. It's stuck tight. Uh, listen, maybe I can loosen the thing up. No use, Andy. It's too tight. Yeah, this thing is really tight. Dirty loosened up nice, didn't it? Kingfish, <laughs> that was an accident. Well, then, uh, as long as you had to have an accident today, I'm glad you had one that we could use. <laughs> Step right through the window, Dan. Yeah. Hey, this is a swanky apartment Leroy's got all yeah, right. Let me get in here and see the... Yeah, you know, Anna, seeing this swanky apartment make me realize how much I love my dear brother-in-law. Yeah, you're doing good, ain't it? Yeah. And look here in the closet. He must have at least 12 suits here. Look at this. Yeah, well, let's get the trunk out here and start packing them up. Hey, look here. You got some nice neckties there. Yeah. Right out here, I believe I'll take one of them for myself. <laughs> yeah, here's a nice, nice one here. Neutral shade. Oh, yeah. That'll go well with anything you eat. <laughs> <laughs> well, come on, Anna. Yeah, we ain't got all night, yeah. Get that trunk out here and let's get into action. Okay. Now I'll get these suits over here. You just... Good morning, Charmian. Is anything wrong, Mr. Stevens? You was holding your back down. Oh, me and Andy had to wrestle a heavy trunk last night. I think I done popped my pelvis. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. Oh, uh, by the way, Mr. Brown is in your office. I'll give him the morning paper to read. Yeah, well, I'll get on in and see you, Andy, Charmian. Uh, good morning, Andy. What's new in the paper? Oh, I don't know. I think the president done slapped somebody in the face with a red herring or something. <laughs> about that, too. Uh, no sensational stuff, though, huh? Well, there's something here. It's a big robbery last night over at the Maplewood Apartments on 58th Street. Mm, Maplewood Apartments, huh? Yeah. Say, that's the same building that Leroy lived where we was last night. Yeah, I know that sound familiar. The papers say the robbery took place at 9 o'clock. Hmm, 
Same time we was there. <laughs> Funny we didn't run into the thieves, you know. Oh, yeah. Lucky we got Leroy's stuff out of there, too. They might have got that, besides. Yeah. <laughs> Most likely just missed them. It say in the paper here the janitor got a good look at the fellas. He seen them leaving the place carrying a trunk. Yeah, sure was a lot of trunks going in and out of that place. Yeah. Let's see what else to say here. According to the janitor, one of the sneak thieves was wearing a derby and smoking a cigar. You know, Kingfish, that description sounds awful familiar. <laughs> we know anybody like that? Read on, then. Yeah, the ransacked apartment belonged to the prominent attorney, William Hiram Perkins. Kingfish, is your eyes popping out of your head for the reason I think they is? Andy, you just say something, Dad. It would rock the, knock the retina off of any man. <laughs> well, look, Andy. Things like this just don't happen. That's a tape by the giraffe galera there someplace, you know. Yeah, they oughtn't to print stuff like that, scaring innocent people. Yeah, but look, look, look here, to be on the safe side, I better check into a little further here with my secretary, Sean Mean, Andy. Yes, Mr. Stevens? Uh, Sean Mean, would you come in to burn here, please? Oh, do you want me to bring my book? No, but if you've got a couple of aspirin handy, you can bring them in there. Be right in. Yeah, and uh, I know the mix-up that we think happened didn't happen, but... We might as well get the thing cleared up. Ain't no sense having nothing like this hanging over our heads, you know. Uh, is there something you want me to do? Uh, show me, and I know that you was one of the most efficient secretaries in the business, and I know that you being so efficient that you wouldn't get one address uh, mixed up with another one. <laughs> Could you? Uh... I don't know what you're talking about, Mr. Stevens. Well, we're all right so far. Uh, well, uh... <laughs> Let me put it another way, Charmaine. Yeah, explain it another way. Now, you know my brother-in-law, Leroy, don't you? Oh, yes. And you know that I give you a piece of paper with Leroy's address on it to keep from it. Yes. Now, after you left at 5 o'clock yesterday, uh, there was a piece of paper laying on your address with an address on it. Yes. (laughs) Whose address was on that paper? William Hiram Perkins. Them is the three nastiest words I don't ever hear. And uh, speaking of famous mistakes, now I know how Custer felt when he said there was no Indians in them hills. Is there anything else I can do for you, Mister? Oh, you done done enough for me today. That's all. That's all. Let's get over. You talk about bird brains. You know, Andy, if a sparrow ever had her brain. He wouldn't know enough to go back to Capistrano. Yeah. <laughs> Holy smoke, Kingfish. You know something? This is a mess. Getting in Mr. Perkins' apartment and taking his clothes when we thought we was in your brother-in-law's place. And special after what Mr. Perkins said yesterday about being out to get us. Yeah, and we in big trouble, all right. But wait a minute, Sheriff. Couldn't we just take the clothes back to Mr. Perkins and tell him the whole thing was a mistake? And do you think anyone believe a story like that? Take them fellas that stole a million dollars up in Boston. Suppose they brung it back. How far would they get telling the police they thought they was in the brother-in-law's apartment? Well, what is we going to do? Man, uh, we got to lay low. But we got to find out if there's any more clues that would pin the thing on us. I get short of the barber to go up to the Maplewood apartment house and snoop around there and see what he can find out. Oh, me. We just get out of that marriage mess, and here we is in another one. You know, Kingfish, they're going to have to build a private courthouse just for us. 
Sure, sure, they ought to be back any minute. Now, I told him to go up to Mr. Perkins' apartment and see what he could discover up there. Yeah, we got to know where we stand on this thing. Hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. I think that's him coming down the hall now. Yeah. Well, come in, Shorty. Uh, what'd you find out? Well, uh, look, I, I, I found out that the police is going. Uh, I mean, I, they, I found out that they, they discovered. Uh, they've got evidence. I, I mean, I bet that's a surprise to you. Hey, uh, wait a minute, Shorty. Will you try to get your brain in gear and tell us what happened, will you? <laughs> Yeah, now I, I remember. I, I went down there and I made friends with the janitor and I, I asked him if they had any new clue on the robbery. Yeah, well, what did he say, Shorty? Well, he, he told me that he, he just found a new one. He found a necktie in the closet that he, he thinks belongs to the crook. Holy smokes. That's my necktie. The one I left up there when I put on the one that I thought was Leroy's. Yeah, you, you, you better get somebody to get that necktie back in fish before that janitor gives it to the police. Yeah, you think they'd be able to trace the necktie if they got it, Shorty? Oh, oh certainly. They, they, they can trace a criminal with less, less evidence than that. What do you mean? What's oh, I hear, a, I hear about a case where a fellow was murdered and they found the hair under his fingernail. <laughs> yeah, yeah they, they got a suspect, so they, they wanted to prove that it was his hair. Yeah, well, well what did they do? Oh, well, they, 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 to make sure that they sent a, sa- a sample of his hair to the FBI and the New York police. Then he even sent a sample of his hair to the police laboratory in every city and hammered in the United States. Yeah, well, what finally happened? Well, they, they couldn't prove that the man was... Uh, uh, there wasn't really evidence, uh, evidence to, to press... Uh, the, the, the test all turned out no good. Uh, that, uh, that is... You, how, uh, they hung ball yesterday. <laughs> Well, come on, Andy. Let's get on in here and see Calhoun, the lawyer. Yeah, you think he's going to be able to help us? Yeah, well, I don't know, Andy. We'll tell him the story and see how his legal mind reacts to the thing. Yeah, well, let's go on in. Uh, hello there, Calhoun. Well, if it ain't double trouble. Come on in, boys. <laughs> Calhoun, we got a serious matter here. Oh, yeah, we're in big trouble and we need a sharp man on the thing. Well, you was looking at the sharpest man in town. My friends call me Razor Brain Calhoun. Lay your troubles on the table. Yeah, well, now, look here. We were supposed to go up to an apartment and pack some clothes. But we got the wrong address, and we went to the wrong apartment, and we wound up with 12 suits of clothes that don't belong to us. And that's why we come to you. Glad you did. If the price is right, I'll take a gray herring bone. <laughs> no, no, Calhoun. No, no. Here's what done happened. We got in the wrong apartment and took a bunch of suits that didn't belong to us. Mm-mm. And then, uh, getting into the apartment, we busted the window. Mm-mm. And the suits that we took belong to an assistant district attorney. Mm-mm. Kingfish, judging from his mm I would say we is in plenty of trouble. Yeah. Calhoun, look at you as a lawyer. Now, what in the world must we do? Boys, let me explain it to you. This country that we live in is based on a system of fair play. Justice to all and prejudice to none. There's only one honorable thing. There's only one self-respecting thing. There's only one thing an honest man would do. What's that? Get out of town. <laughs> Look, we can't get out of town. You see, Calhoun, the thing that got us worried now is that we here, the janitor, done found a necktie that I done left up there, and he figuring on turning it over to the police tomorrow morning. Well, in that case, there's only one thing for you to do. 
Now, you, you got to get that necktie back. Yeah, but how going to get it back? Now, explain that to me. How going to get it Well, back? that's simple. All you got to do is go up to the janitor and tell him that you was policeman and get him to hand over that necktie as evidence. Hey, Kingfish, I think Calhoun got the right angle there. Yeah, and that's just what we'll do. Yeah, and in the future, you fellas got to be more careful. Getting in the wrong place can cause you plenty of trouble. I know, because I got in a mess like that myself. Yeah, well, how did you get out of it? What happened? Well, when I first come up from Georgia, I didn't have no place to stay, and a friend of mine told me to go to 122 East 49th Street and go on on in and spend the night there. The trouble was, I went to West 49th Street. Oh, West, huh? Yeah, I didn't know the difference. I went on in there and took off all my clothes and started getting ready for bed just like the man told me. And that's when the trouble started. How come? It was the lobby of the Roxy Theater. That's the way it go here. Yeah, here's the janitor's apartment, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Now, now, don't don't forget, we are both members of the New York Police Department. Now, ring the bell. Yeah, well, I sure hope we can get him to give us that necktie. Yeah, well... Yeah, what can I do for you? Yes, uh, well, hey, do sir, uh, I take it that you as the janitor, uh, we from the police department, I have to take it, George Patrick Stevens... And this here is one of my fellow flat feet's gumshoe brown. Yeah. And just let me warn you that anything you say can be used against us. <laughs> just a minute. You mean to say you men are police officers? Yeah, so that's right. That's the weird players clothesman. Ain't we, Brown? Yeah, during the week. Of course, on Sunday we get dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can't waste no time here, mister. Yeah, we're here to pick up the necktie that you found up in the apartment that was robbed. Now, wait a minute. I ain't even called the police department about the necktie yet. How do you know about it? Well, we, uh, uh, yeah, how do we know about that thing? <laughs> well, uh, you see, with our radio and stool pigeons, live pigeons, every other kind of pigeons we got, but we picked up information pretty fast, you know. Yeah, I'll say we does. On one case, we got to the scene before the crime ever been committed. <laughs> sit around till the thing happened. Yeah. <laughs> Look here, you don't talk like them officers that was here before. Are you sure you're from the police department? Well, certainly. Uh, we attached to the, to the homicide squad. But this is just a robbery. What would the homicide squad want to do with this? Hey, listen. Now, you as a janitor, ain't you? Yeah. But we don't tell you how to shake your furnace. Don't you tell us how to run the police department. <laughs> well, all right. I ain't going to worry about the thing. I'll get the necktie. Wait, I'll get the door. Oh, Mr. Perkins. Yes, Henry. I was just going up to my apartment Brown, Stevens, what are you two doing here? Uh, who, us? Yeah, well, uh, we, Mr. uh... Mr. Perkins, do you know these two policemen? Policemen? Yeah, well, you see, uh, Mr. Perkins, uh, the thing is, we, 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 we was, uh... uh, uh... <laughs> well, there's something mighty funny going on here. Wait a minute. Stevens, you're wearing my necktie. Wait a minute, now, don't jump at no conclusion, Mr. Perkins. Yeah, we can explain everything to you. Explain nothing. Henry called the police. Those are the two men who robbed my apartment. This is the chance I've been waiting for. Uh, Your Honor, the story these two men told you is a deliberate falsehood. They broke into my apartment, stole my clothes, and the facts speak for themselves. And what do you two men have to say about it? Well, Your Honor, what we told you was true. We got uh, the wrong address and made honest mistake. We thought it was my brother-in-law's clothes. Yeah, that's the truth, Your Honor. We ain't no crooks. Oh, Your Honor, this is ridiculous. They pulled a trumped-up story like this the last time I had him in court. Well, I don't know quite what to say. 
These men have no police records. Their story could be truthful. Well, look, like I told you, Your Honor, the clothes was in the trunk in the basement of my house. To show you that we are on a level, I let my friend Andy Brown go back up to my place and get them, and you can hold me here as a deposit. Well, that seems fair enough. <laughs> I'm warning you, Stevens. If your friend isn't back here but the trunk and the clothes within an hour, you're going to be in serious trouble. Gamers, can't you drive this taxi cab no faster? Well, I drive it in as fast as I can, Andy. What is this all about anyway? Will you explain it to me? Don't ask a lot of questions, Amos. Here's the Kingfisher's house right here. Stop here, Amos. Okay, okay, Andy. I'll stop the thing. Wow. If this taxi had a windshield, I'd have gone right through it. Yeah. Now, come on. Come on. Let's get up in the Kingfisher's place here. Come Andy, on. what has we got to go up to the Kingfisher's place for here if he ain't there now? Well, I got to get the keys to the basement from Sapphire and get a trunk out of there or the Kingfisher's going to spend the rest of his life in jail. A trunk? Yeah. That's the only thing that'll prove him innocent. Wait a minute. I'll ring the bell here. Yeah. Now, calm down, Andy, will you, please? Oh, me. I wish she'd hurry up. Oh, Andy, Amos. Uh, hi, Sapphire. Uh, say, Sapphire, could I have the key to your basement? It's reporting. The key to the basement? Let's see. Now, I had it this morning. You did? Yeah, I got a wire from my bro- brother Leroy this morning. Uh, what you mean? Well, he needed his clothes in South America, so I sent his trunk off an hour ago on to SS Argentina. <laughs> This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.